Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Turn it up, Ravoni. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, fantasy executive, fantasy task, Jim Day. No Chris Venture, no closer today. It's the two of us rocking with you. Time to get you ready for Friday. Going to talk some DFS, talk a little sports better today as we get you ready for week six of the NFL season. Week six of the NFL season that kicked off last night in MetLife Stadium, or as I like to refer to it, Jet Life Stadium. Because what I saw last night was vindication. What I've been saying for years now, that guy that plays quarterback for the New York Giants, he stinks. He sucks. It's time for him to go to Pastor Jim Day. And last night, I led 80,000 Giant fans in Eli sucks chance, Jim Day. I was the voice of the people last night. I was the voice of New York Giants fans, Jim Day, because your quarterback is god-awful. Oh, you expect me to respond to that? Yeah, I expect you to respond to that, Jim. I expect you to talk about how terrible the New York Giants quarterback is. No, because everything I heard about, oh, it's the offensive line's fault, it's Jerry Reese's fault, it's McAdoo's fault, it's this guy's fault, it's that guy's fault, it's the quarterback's fault, Jim. Every time he dropped back to pass, look, look, the interception, the fumble, absolutely, that's Eli, always Eli. But every time he dropped back to pass, there were more green jerseys surrounding him than white jerseys. So I'm not going to put it all on Eli. This entire team played like crap except for Barkley. He was the only bright spot on that entire team. So I'm not putting it all on Eli this time, but because every time he dropped back, he was getting hit. He was getting pressured every single stinking time. And then you got the whining baby over there, Odell Beckham. Oh, poor me, poor me. He didn't make the call on me. You know what? You whiny bastard. You're not going to get calls if you just whine about it all the time. Jim, Jim, why are you blaming the victim here? Odell's the victim here, Jim. The victim? The victim? <laughs> this guy yeah, okay. right here, Jim, this is the problem. See this back in the hey, He's not the only problem. There's Jim, a lot of this problems. This is the main problem right here. This is the main problem. It's time to stop Corey, making excuses, you Jim. You tell me what you do. I, I I never make excuses. I don't like the guy. I, I I'm ready ready for him to go. I have no problem with that. But it wasn't only his fault. All right, Jim. That that I, I think that's the attitude that's led that has led to this to, to this. Thing taking place for so long is, hey, is the fact. Oh, Jim, when, oh, Jim when, when the balls, you got a young quarterback that sucks. Oh, Jim, wait, whoa, this not about my team. So my there, my team, know? Jim, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? They play on Sunday. They'll probably have thirty yards of total offense against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that, 
but there's no Odell Beckham in that receiving core. You see what I'm saying, Jim? It's different. There's no blame everybody else except the guy. I've been blaming Dak Prescott. I blame Stephen Jones to hold the whole bit. So it's not about my quarterback. It's about your quarterback and your fan base that can't let go. And I had a good time last night as a spy leading chance against him. Yeah, but see, that was kind of stupid of you because if I was you, I'd much rather have had the Giants win and not the Eagles because the Eagles are the ones going to beat your ass, ass out for the division if you had any shot to begin with. This team uh, that I root for, Jim, has no uh, chance to win the, the, the division. Uh, but as far as what you <laughs> saw last night, uh, Jim, obviously we know what Saquon Barkley is. Has Odell Beckham scored oh, a touchdown? He did it so nice last no, night. He's brilliant. He, he looks so nice. Holy crap. <laughs> he's brilliant. I love watching that boy run. He's brilliant. Nah, he's a he's a great football player and will be for many years to come as long as he can stay healthy. Now, uh, Jim, as far as it, it like, I don't want to say Odell Beckham. Wait, okay, for fantasy owners. No, no, no. I mean the Giants. Jim, stop it. You're pointing the blame at the wrong great, person again. Great You're pointing the blame hey, at the I, wrong you know person I, it again. It has nothing to do about this game. has nothing to do with anything that happened. I just hate whiny bitches, and he's a whiny bitch. He needs to go. I hate terrible quarterbacks. Well, then you really hate Dak Prescott. You see, there you go. See, this is, this is it right here. This is why he's still the quarterback. Because it's always somebody else's fault. It's tr- now, now, now that we done, now that they done got rid of Reese, hey, they got rid of McAdoo, they rebuilt fan. the offensive line, they got generational running fan. back, they gave Girl Odell the big money, and it's still somebody else's fault. <laughs> and Jim can't you know take what it. it is, Corey? <laughs> it really comes down to one thing for you, Corey. No, I won't go there today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, Jim, when they uh, when they I made the fantasy football I, I frenzy won't. logo, right, or the 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 the, the show signage, they thought they were trolling me by putting this up here, right? Oh, <laughs> whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> that they, chair is trolling. What is you. going on? They're trying to kill a fantasy executive in this joint. My goodness, face of the franchise, they got people out there laughing at me. They thought they was trolling me by putting this son of a gun right here in my shot. Jokes on you, Jack, and that's the problem right there. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, though, Jim, now that's a football team. Well, it, last night it looked real good because they were playing against, a, you know, a, a Pop Warner team. Now everybody's going to laugh at me in the chat because I almost fell they down. It's going to be they funny. laugh at you anyway. Somebody's going to make a gift of me almost falling out, my, out the seat, Jim, and, it's, and, I'm, and I might have nightmares about it. <laughs> uh, I hope they make you many gifts because <laughs> of that because uh, – Ultimately, it always it goes to the network anyway. You don't get none of it. <laughs> You're right about that, Jim. Even the joints that come in on on the on on the YouTube that don't go to me. Um, but listen up though. I know it though. The um the situation <laughs> last night with the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz looks like he's getting his mojo back, Jim. Now that's the quarterback right there pointing in the right direction. I like what I uh, saw from Carson Wentz last night. The movement is there that we saw when he's playing at his best. He's starting to hit his targets. Philadelphia Eagles offense has been struggling for the most part this season. Last night, they played against the Pop Warner team. But for the most part, Jim, it looks like it's starting to get clicking with C.J. Wentz. Well, we shall see when he plays a real defense. That's, that's it, huh? That's it. You, you, it was that bad last night. It was that bad. It looked like the defense just gave up. 
uh, you know, it's it looked to me like the only one out there was trying to hit anybody was uh, was, was Collins. I mean, everybody else. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, uh, Alex did a pretty good job. He had a couple of nice hits, but man, the tackling was just poor. You know, I, I, every the, the special teams was abominable. Every aspect of this team, except Barkley, was just terrible. Yeah, so you go right there. Back page of the paper says, "Fine, everybody except Barkley." This one says, "This obviously the post blames Odell Beckham." Still not having the finger pointed for the most part at the right guy. That is the quarterback, in my opinion. I don't like. Look, you know I don't like Eli, so don't don't act like I'm always there for Eli apologist. I'm not. I don't like Eli. I'd love for them to get somebody else. I, I would have loved for them to get Teddy Bridgewater. It just wasn't going to happen. But uh, he is what it is. But at the same time, you can't put all the blame on him for last night. I mean, every single time he dropped back, there were eagle guys in his face every single stinking time. You think another quarterback would have been able to do better last night? Jim, let me ask you this. At some point, a, they- a quarterback that can move, sure, absolutely. They they get a better shot. I, I'm not saying that. We know Eli doesn't move. That's the, that's the biggest part. But at the same time, you can't get people in his face every stick and throw and expect him to go downfield. Hey, let me ask you this, Jim. If they was to bench him now, would it be the same revolt from the fans that it was last year? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no? Then the fan close. base is ready for it? Yeah, I think it's much closer to being ready for it right now, no doubt about it. Can we get Mr. Sussman to a microphone? I want to ask him the same question. If it would be the same outrage as it was last year if the New York Giants benched uh, Eli Manning. And no, went th- no chance. You, I mean, the, the Giants fans, the, the mob has turned. <laughs> hey, hey, Greg, you was in the joint last night. Yes. The natives were restless. I thought there were more Eagles fans there than Giants fans in all Yeah, honesty. that's true, too. Um, but they were, well, they were restless. restless. I think last year, uh, with a coach that everybody knew would be fired, with a general manager everyone knew would be fired, they felt it wasn't his decision to make, even though it obviously came from ownership. But, like, it wasn't his decision to make because he was, he was just an idiot. And now you, you have the weapons. You have a new coach that obviously has performed very, very well uh, in his past. There's only, one, there's only one person left to blame. And when you're seeing the same problems that they've seen for the last six years, it's become fairly evident to all Giants fans that it's, it's, it's Eli's fault for people. And now, as I just said on the BFFs to wrap it up, that it's Eli's fault. There's no reason for him to start another game you, besides week 17 where you have a nice send-off for him. Yeah. You, get, you get a young kid in there. You see if he has anything. And if he doesn't, all good. You get two new quarterbacks in the next year. No big deal. But there's no point in starting Eli Manning. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? You agree with that, Jim? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I, I'd love to see what Danny has. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Danny. I, Loletta. Oh, okay. I'm about to say Danny. Uh, Danny. I, I I'm about to say Danny, about to say yeah. Danny Okers? <laughs> No, I was thinking Alex Danny, but okay. I, I was thinking Alex Danny, but it's going to be Loletta. Loletta. Kyle Loletta. Loletta. All right. So yeah. there you go, right there. Um, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The phone. If you go ahead and get the phone lines open, obviously we're going to do a lot of starts. Sit today. Going to go through some games and stuff like that. Get you ready for the upcoming week, Jim. I think the big one on the schedule this week. It's a couple big ones on the schedule this week that everybody's looking at. I ask you all around, uh, Jim, to handicap the game. You know, from fantasy to gambling, DFS, and everything. Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cincinnati. Cincinnati feeling pretty good about themselves. Pittsburgh trying to rebound and get right back into to the thick of things, but uh. Everything says, to me, this looks like the Bengals at home, Rockets crowd, Jim. I think it can get going. But the bottom line is the Pittsburgh Steelers always beat this team. 
Well, the bottom line is that the numbers have been flying on the betting side for the, this game. Uh, started out at, at minus two and a half. It's down to minus one. Yep. Uh, the over-under has been, been up and down a little bit. The money line's been up and down a little bit. So it, it's going back and forth. You know, a lot of the games that these two teams have uh, really become big defensive games, even when you think there's going to be offense and you get those 17-14 type of games. Uh, and it happens too often to just blow it off. But, uh, you know, right now the defense for Pittsburgh is not really doing what we expect uh, every week. And they're going to be hard to play here. This, uh, ah, man, it, it's tough. At, at minus one, I, I think I have to like Pittsburgh a little bit more just just based on, you know, past performance. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know which way I want to lead on this game yet. I'll get enhanced tonight and I'll, I'll dig a little bit deeper into the numbers and I'll come up with something tomorrow morning, Jim. If I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, the last time these two teams played was the game where Ryan Shazier had the tragic injury. You also saw that nasty uh, crackback that Juju Smith-Schuster had on Vontez Burfick. These two teams, it's all out World War III, a dirty brand of football when these two teams meet. Get your backups for these two games. If you got a handcuff, well, well Gio and all of them cast, they already got the handcuffs, already owned in fantasy. I don't think it's no um, mistake. That Le'Veon Bell is, is not is returning after this game is over and the bye week. I know he wants no parts of the Cincinnati Bengals and the dirty brand of football they play, Jim. So when I look when I look at this one, I think like even with this total sitting at fifty, well, I'm looking at fifty one and a half right now, Jim. I still think you got to think this is a more defensive struggle because this is how these two teams play. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, Ben. First of all, we know he he has trouble on the road. Uh, hasn't played well over his last 22 road games. Uh, he's he's thrown two or more touchdowns in just five of those games. You know, they Steelers have not done well on the road in Cincinnati. Um, you know, Brown even has only been a top 12 scorer in just one of his seven career games in Cincinnati. So, you know, wow. everything points to it being a lower scoring game than people anticipate. But uh, the scoring could come from Cincinnati's side of the ball with with Pittsburgh's defense being beat up and not playing well. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that one. Do you think there is retribution for Smith-Schuster this week? Uh, I, I think there's going to be retribution just for everything. There's a lot of bad blood between these teams, like you said, and I don't think it's going to be specific against that. I just think, it, like you said, it's going to be a dirty down game where these guys are just fighting and hand-holding and wrestling the entire game. Yeah, uh, uh I would put a dollar if you have a Friday night waiver or sometime early next week or a Sunday morning waiver. If you have the um, the roster uh, flex, if you got the roster real estate, I'd put a dollar on James Washington um, because I think um, this game could get real chippy, can get real nasty, and I, and I and I know for a fact they got a target on Smith Schuster after that play last year, and they wouldn't mind putting him out for a couple weeks. Um, DFS, Jim, you know that for a fact. I feel I put it like I let's, I'm not going to say everything, Jim, but I feel pretty good that they're going to try to take a shot at Smith Schuster. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fair is, is that fair enough, Jim? I'll take it. I, I'll call you after. I'll call you tonight. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy Dalton or Ben Roethlisberger? If you had to play one this week, ooh, tough choice. Um. Yeah, again, I don't like Ben on the road. Uh, he hasn't put up good numbers on the road at all, especially not in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I, I would go with Dalton over Ben. I think I would go, yeah. 
I would give the slight lean to Andy Dalton. I think it would be close. If I did rank it, I, I would find that they would be more than likely back-to-back or pretty close together. I think both are a viable option this week. I do warn against Andy Dalton being missed in September as we turn the page to Goontober. I think you start to see what Andy Dalton is a little bit more. I don't know if that's going to be um, pretty much different this year, but I do think um, that's one of the more interesting contests this week. And obviously, we'll get to talk about it a little more throughout the course of the weekend. Telephone lines open for your sit star questions, 844-844-36879. Me and Jim, no venture today on the program. So we'll get in here and try to get these sit starts, and maybe we can have some um, unified agreements. Also, coming up on the program, uh, head on over to DailyRoto.com. I'll check out, give you a little sneak peek behind the paywall Talk about some of their top plays for this week, so we'll get that going. We got you covered for that one. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings also this week. Jim, Minnesota's at home laying 10.5 versus the Cardinals team that pretty much stinks like we thought they would. The over on this one is 43. Dalvin Cook uh, is practicing. I believe he is uh, slated to play this week. Jim, I wouldn't start with a lot of confidence, though. Yeah, it's tough. It's such a great matchup, too. I mean, Arizona's 32nd in the league against uh, opposing running backs, giving up 37.2 fantasy points a game. Such a great matchup. And I, I might just have to throw them in a couple of lineups. You go right there. Fantasy football friends, we are underway on a Friday. Goon Toba, you already know, 844-843-6879. We come back, we start to be continue to break down the week slick slate. It is the fantasy football frenzy. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Let's do it. Fancy football frenzy, 844-843-6879. The gym day Friday on the frenzy, getting it done for fantasy tasks. Bang, 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 bang. Want to get some of your start sick questions before we head into the weekend. Obviously, we'll be here all morning beginning at 7 a.m. Excuse me, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning. My main man, Mike Blue with King Scott Angle and fantasy tasks. And at 10 a.m. Eastern time, Myself, Blewett, and Gabe Morenci will step in, take you up to 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Lineup Lock Live. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, it is Fantasy Football Game Day Live. Myself, Morenci, this week, we won't have Ventra all weekend long as he gets ready for um, his knot tying and, and all of that stuff. Everybody on the fourth floor is is engaged, which is crazy to me. I just thought about that the other day. Like, everybody down there on the fourth floor is getting married, and I'm just – practicing <laughs> so there you go right there but shout out to those to those guys um on their life decisions so good luck to them um jim give me two of these three in a point per reception league 12 team ppr i need two of these three demarius thomas Allen robinson calvin ridley robinson and ridley um, Thomas, you know, he hasn't looked good all year. He got numbers last year, last week, but that was just a late garbage touchdown. Can't count on them at each and every week. Uh, so I, I don't really trust him. I think Robinson continues to get way more targets and Ridley. I just think I, I want a piece of that, that, uh, that, that game. game. I mean, that's yeah. going to be, yeah, 
you know, I'll take the shot on Ridley in that game just because of the upside he offers uh, going up against Tampa Bay, 31st in the league, giving up 49 PPR points to wide receivers on average a game so far. So absolutely, I want Ridley. I want part of that, whatever part of that game I can get. Get my guy up. Plus you have a plus you have an over under of 47 uh, 57 here so even Tampa Bay has an implied to- point total of 27 points. I love Jameis Winston this week. I know a lot of cats on him. I think he's the top 10 quarterback coming into this week so in a lot of places um depending on what your situation is I think you can uh give Jameis Winston a world. Matter of fact, we'll do some Jameis Winston or a little bit later on in the program. All you do is the guy or you went to the waiver wire and picked him up this week or you've been holding on him for this long let you know uh, what it looks like for Jameis Winston this week. I think Atlanta is a, is a wounded dog right now. That team got a lot of fight in them. Atlanta is, has been unlucky with the injuries, and they. but Atlanta's still a good football team. They could go on a run in the NFC that's all jumbled together, but it starts with winning this week. I do think they get that done. Uh, just came across the wire that Jack Doyle is out for week six, or officially out for Jack Doyle. So that means, once again, Eric Ebon's a great play. I wish I had him some places. But I do not, unfortunately. I'll, I'll tell you what. It, there's going to be a surprise there. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't close out Eric Swoop either. I think he's a great DFS uh, punt this week, just in case. I mean, uh, Ebron's hurting all over. He's got injuries all over yeah. his body. I, you know, I know he's practicing a little bit here and there, but he's hurting all over. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it through the game. I think Swoop is is a nice deep play that you know, you know, one of those WTF what the plays yeah, no, that, uh, this week. That's interesting. A, a nice punt play for DFS. I can see that being the case. Uh, Swoop was a player, former basketball player. I think he might have been to the University of Miami. He was the guy that I think was going to get an opportunity last year, but injuries derailed his season last year, not to mention the fact Andrew Luck was not there last year either. Speaking of Andrew Luck, Jim, um, and this, uh, I'll, I'll get to the game in a little bit. Do you, do you think Chester Rogers or Tariq Cohen? I may have asked this question yesterday, but i be enhanced, so Ooh. It, just, it just all starts to roll together at some point, Jim. Chester Rogers or Tariq Cohen? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Um, I, I like Rogers to continue to play with Hilton out. Uh, Jets have definitely given up a lot of points to, to wide receivers. Uh, but Cohen could be interesting in this. Miami has been getting run on a lot, and they've already given up uh, an average of seven passes a game to running backs. Uh, almost 300 yards, so seven passes for 60 yards on average to running backs on the season. I'm uh, So, you know, it really plays into Cohen's type of game. I like Howard to do a lot this week, too, but I could see Cohen coming out of this with five catches for, you know, 65 yards and put up numbers that way. Ah, uh, man, that's tough. Uh, oh, you know what, but they could really uh, – yeah, I, I keep going back and forth. I tell you, I could make cases for all Both three – all of these guys – yeah, I, I got another one for you, and it, it, and it features Tariq Cohen. This is going to be interesting. News, I mean, not just came out. Kind of figured this happened this week. I know Devontae Freeman was not in practice today. It looks like he's trending toward being inactive again this week. Would you start Edo Smith or Tariq Cohen? Mind you, I actually put out say Edo Smith or Tariq Cohen. What kind of question is that? This game, the point total is coming up around 57, I believe, was the last I saw it at. So it should be a lot of scoring in this game, a lot of touchdowns. This could be a week where Edo Smith legit have two touchdowns, Jim. So, Edo Smith or Tariq Cohen? I, I agree. Actually, I, again, uh, Edo Smith is one of my great value plays on DFS this week. Yeah. Just for that reason. I don't think Freeman's going to play. Uh, he's going to get the goal line carries. Ah, man, and like you say, it's a high-scoring game. I think I would take the shot on Edo Smith over Cohen. 
844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. Fancy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. And let's start it out with my main man, Tommy in Dallas. Tommy, how about them Cowboys? Hey, how about them Cowboys, baby? Let's do it, my <laughs> man. What's going on with you, big dog? Hey, man, I got a scary running back situation Uh-oh. on my hands. Uh-oh. Well, the Giants got a All scary right. quarterback situation, so at least you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that that was bad last night. That was Son, real that bad, was dude. embarrassing. And I was there in the person <laughs> I was tickled pink. <laughs> oh, my God, that's that's even better right there, especially being a Cowboy fan. No doubt. All right, here I go. I um I got beat to the waiver wires on Corey Clement, which sucked because, uh, you know, he put up pretty decent points. Uh, this is a PPR league, by the way, 10-team. Right. But um anyways, I got um I got Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, Lamar Miller. Oh, um last week I last week I picked up Alfred Blue. Um I still got him. I got um Eckler and Mark Walton. Should I still go try to grab Corey Clement? You just go to you just go to the way Hawaii and pick up every running back, huh? <laughs> yeah, really. I had, I had to, man. I had to. But um, no, the guy that picked up Corey Clement uh, Wednesday, um, he actually dropped him to pick up uh, Jamal Charles. Oh, so God. <laughs> Corey, Corey, yeah, I know. I was like, dude, you couldn't just leave Corey Clement there for me. It's like, yeah, come exactly. on, man. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna cut him to pick up Jamal Charles, you could have left him on the waiver wire. I, I know, man. I was so mad. But anyways, he's available now. Should I go scoop him up? Who, Corey Clement? I mean, at this point, who, uh, yeah. who are you going to start well, you this can't, you, you, you can't should, start you, him, wait, yeah. You shouldn't be able to, yeah, you you, shouldn't well, you shouldn't even up. be able to pick him up. Yeah, right, because his game's yes, already I, played this week. Yes, yes, yes. I can go ahead and pick him up. I just don't know who to drop because, I mean, uh, you know, I took the chance last week to Lamar see what Miller. was going to happen with the uh, <laughs> Lamar Miller, okay. Done deal. Done deal right there. You know why? Hey, Tommy, you know why you can drop Lamar Miller? Because he sucks, bro. Yeah, because Lamar Miller he sucks. Is <laughs> he is trash. There you go. All right, right guys. Uh, My man, Tommy. Hey, uh, hey, go ahead. Hey, Real quick, real quick, because the quarterbacks are getting scary, too, in my league, so I had to pick up Andy Dalton with Big Ben going on the bye next week. So who should I start, Big Ben or Dalton? Oh, that's a tough call right there. It's, 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 Honestly, I was just. It's like a flip. I was just going to go I with Big Dalton, Ben. I, I have Dalton over Big Ben this week. I have him rated higher this, than Big Ben. Really? All right, man. Hey, I appreciate yeah. you guys. All right, there you go, right there. Thanks, man. Take it Tommy easy. Down. Tommy, holla at you, big dog. 844-843-6879. Let's get to Tony. He, he didn't sound so sure of that himself. <laughs> so, so sure of what, Jim? Sometimes. He didn't sound so sure when I said Dalton over over Big Ben. He sounded like he wanted to play Big Ben. So if he's still listening, hey, if you want to play Big Ben, go ahead and play Big Ben. And they're very close, but yeah, I don't think I think Dalton like this, at home is better the, play. The, Jim, I don't think the final point numbers is going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I left this many points on the bench. I think the two players are coming close to each other. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Tony's in Chicago. Tony in the shy. What up? What's going on, fellas? Right, Tom, what's good with you? Good, man. Everything's good. Hey, got a question. Got the running back situation myself. All right. Uh, dealing with four nets, bail on the bench. Yep. Uh, I'm starting Aaron Jones in the flex. 
mm. Marshawn Lynch, as well as Melvin Gordon. All four of these dudes in your starting lineup? Yeah, because I got to start Aaron Jones in the flex. I got nobody else unless I pick up Naheem Hines. Uh, Hines off the. Uh, pick up Naheem. I, I like I like Hines. Better. I would take not. Nah, yeah, I would take Hines over Jones easily. Is Jones PPR, just Tony? isn't getting enough touches. Tony, this, this is, is standard. My bad. This standard. Even in, yeah, even standard. in standard, I think I would go Hines, Jim. I would. Hines still getting running running attempts. He got the most rushing attempts on the team last week, so you get that too. But he's still going to put up yards and in you know, possible game. touchdowns. Yeah, so possible I like touchdown. him. Yeah, I would go Hines over uh, over Jones. Okay. Lynch is a must start. And keep Lynch in. Yeah, you keep Lynch. Keep in. Lynch in. Yeah, and uh, Gordon. Okay. Oh yeah, this is a revenge game for Lynch. Man, Lynch oh, is one of my yeah. top plays of the week. He, yeah, he's going to Seattle, boy. He wants to beat up on that Seattle. That game is in he's London. Go you, trust the old, you trust the old man in London? I absolutely do. He's one of my best plays of the week. He's going to go out there and show those mm, that they made a mistake and get rid of him. No doubt. So, Hines hey, and Lynch. Hey, Jim, let the big dog eat. That's what they, I'm going to do. Let All the right. big dog that's eat. That's right. Give him his Skittles. That's, that's what we – anything he's else, got, Tony? Man, that's, that's that's all I got. It's a two quarterback lead, so I'm, I had I went heavy on the running backs, and then I came through with the quarterback. But I'm gonna roll with Jameis and Philip Rivers. So I think I'm doing all right. All right, my man, Jameis and Rivers. That's a good that's a good combo to bring out there uh, this week. Tony, good luck this weekend. Uh, Jim, love the, the love the Marshawn Lynch um revenge game call. A lot of people don't buy into the revenge game narrative. I know Scott Angel is a big revenge game guy, but Lynch been playing good ball this season, and he gets a chance to go. Uh, and take on the, the 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 former team in the Seahawks, so I think he's gonna be pumped up for that. I just worry about the OG because Marshawn Lynch is the OG, and I really don't think OGs want to be. Really- wait, wait, Corey, they, I, I'm with you on most when most people say revenge game. You know, uh, Marshawn Lynch is that kind of person where he takes those big chips, he throws them on his back, and says, "You know what? I am gonna show you guys." And you know, he does that time and time again. So he is one of the few players that I really think, when you talk revenge games, he's gonna go out and prove it. It's two dudes, and I have no no qualms about them being in London. I have no qualms about any of that. All he wants to do, all he is thinking about right now, is how much damage can he do to the Seahawks. <laughs> And I agree with you on that. I would feel a little bit better if it was in the States because I don't really – because Marshawn Lynch is an OG. And OGs really don't be, like, going to London in the middle of the season and stuff like that. But I, I agree. I think he pushed that to the side. So, you know what, I'm going to get these cats. It's two cats that the revenge game means a lot to. Marshawn Lynch is one of them, Jim, and the other one is Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, for as long as he plays football, when he goes against the Philadelphia Eagles, you play him. Yeah, yeah, I I like that one too. He, uh, another player who definitely likes to make that big play on on a grand stage against the former team. So I like that. Uh, I just hope Winston agrees with us. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. Um, I just see my man Greg Martinez in the chat. Puts I hate Michael Fabiano. <laughs> <laughs> yo, the Goon I Squad. I, I yo, did say. Go ahead. Go yo. ahead. The Goon Squad got no, like a, a, a target on Fabs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Fabs is, is uh, not Goon Squad material around here, no doubt about it. Uh, a lot of people in the chat room saying now that officially Devontae Freeman is out. He's officially and out. And yes, Devontae I do Freeman. like Edo Smith. Even on a limited touch count, I still like Edo Smith to be a good play this week with Freeman out. All right, so there you go right there. Edo Smith in action for this week. Um, and then uh, uh, so, you, so we got that part covered. Let me head back to telephone lines. 844-843-6879. 
Let me go to my main man, Al, is in Brooklyn. Al, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Right here, bro. Yeah, what's good with you, Al? I'm good, good. Happy belated, man. My man, good looking out. You you saw that Giants yeah, um, joint last night, son? Yeah, it was terrible, terrible. But it was all good for me because I had Al showing, so I was all right with that. Yeah, you, yo, son. At, at some point, when your when your real football team suck, you know what I'm saying. And, and like, you know, like for example, if the Cowboys is getting blown out on Sunday, at some point, I'm gonna stop rooting for Dallas, and I'm be like, keep hitting D.D. Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm right. like, run the score up on their ass. <laughs> what up, son? Yeah, um, I got two quick questions. Um, I had drafted um, Ingram, tight end from the Giants. I've been streaming tight end yeah. since he got hurt. Um, I was rolling with Ben Watson, but he's on the bye. He wasn't really doing too much anyway. Um, so I'm looking to start either Niles Paul or um, the cat from Cincinnati, Uzma. Uh, uh, Zuma, uh, whatever, whatever son name is. Yeah, yeah. Wait, son, I'll be honest. <laughs> what was the other, other choice? Niles Paul. Niles Paul even yeah. played oh, for Niles now. Paul, yeah, he, he got the he got the start he in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, uh, yeah, with Austin with Jenkins out. Yeah, he got yeah. Good. caught yeah, a couple passes good. last week. You know, he, he's going to get plays. Bortles definitely throws to his tight end. He'll he'll get him some plays. He hasn't had one until now because they keep trying. They kept trying to roll a, ASJ out, uh, and it just wasn't working. So, uh, but I, I like Azuma. Croft is hurting too, so I think that really mm-hmm. puts Azuma in in. Real big player this week, um, and I just I think he's a guy that I, I would definitely roll out there again in, in this game that's supposed to be pretty high scoring and against a, a Pittsburgh defense that has has been one of the worst in the league. Actually, the 31st in the league against opposing tight ends, giving up at least an average of 20 points a game uh, to tight ends each and every week. So I really like Azuma to put up big numbers. There you go right there. I'll go grab okay. CJ Azuma, throw him in your lineup. What else you got? Um. I know your boy Venture's not dead, but should I start Ronald Jones? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, What's your I, other options? Well, I got Gurley. We start two running backs. Um, You're right. He's like two running backs. Yep. Yes, yeah, so I got Gurley. Um, the other options, man, Derrick Henry just killing me. Yeah. I got um, Latavius Murray. I had um, the cat from New England that got hurt. Um, Burkhead. Yeah. Yeah, I had to drop him, and then I picked up um the dude um, Foreman from Houston, but you know he's still out. Yeah, can't do nothing with him yet. So it's either Derrick yeah. Henry or Derrick Henry Rojo, or you could possibly have Edo Smith on the waiver wire. Which way would you go, Jim? Ooh, it's a tough one, but it you know I mean if Rojo's going to do anything at all this year, yeah, this, this is the matchup. Yep, I mean, you're right. Atlanta thirtieth against opposing running backs. Um, you know, it, it's a long shot, and man, I hope. Part of me hope it doesn't happen because Chris will come in and crow on freaking oh, you Monday. Know that. Uh, but you know, I I think if you're ever going to give Rojo a chance, this might be the week to give him a chance. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at that game uh, where yeah, Rojo's in that game that should be a shootout. Baltimore and Tennessee, right? The number on that one is 42. Tennessee is at home. You can't play Derrick Henry. Forget Derrick Henry. Just forget oh, it. <laughs> there you just, go. Just forget Derrick Henry. Fantasy task is spoken. No, no. Forget Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. Is he cuttable, Jim? He is absolutely cuttable. He's not getting enough touches to do anything at this point. All right, so there you go right there. You heard from Jim Day. You can send um, Derrick Henry to the waiver wire. He's not injured. 
He's getting a decent amount of work. He's not phased out the offense. Deion Lewis is not killing his value. Son just ain't getting it done. It's going Toba, and we cutting Derrick Henry already. Fantasy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fancy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Big Zach and Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. Mm, let me see. Ah, the big one this week, Jim, is Sunday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs. Undefeated Kansas City Chiefs. They were undefeated this time last year, too. Don't forget that. Travel to New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots laying three and a half. The number is 60 in this one, Jim. Getting a five and O team, Jim, at plus one fifty four. How about that? Five and O team with plus. Yeah, 54. it's a, it, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, this number at sixty, first time we've seen a sixty all year. Yep. And uh, New England at home is t- a lot tougher than you know they are on the road. That helps. Kansas City isn't the same team on the road that they are at home. Uh, the odd makers are saying New England's going to win. I mean, they're not just giving them the three points. They're giving them that extra five just to make it that much tougher for yep. you. Um, you know what? I, I'm getting a hook. Man. I'm going KC. I got, I, I got an undefeated team at, an undefeated team that can seem to score at will at plus 154. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. That's uh <laughs> it's like it's that's not a, not a bad play you know i think this is a good game for to go with uh, a nice teaser bet of some kind uh with this game i, I, I think skew that. those yeah. points just a little bit more one way or the other and i think you got yourself a good bet yeah uh sammy Watkins. i got in some lineups this week uh jim i heard um my main man uh frank the tank interesting stat and he's getting more targets than T, than Tyreek Hill. Now Hill does more, but it, but it is good to hear that that Watkins is getting consistent work. Last night, I had an option of start of putting Corey Clement in a lineup. I would have had to sit Sammy Watkins. I left Clement on the bench, so I went with Watkins. It may be a mistake in the long run, Jim, but I don't think it's no more than a five or six point mistake. Well, it, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge mistake either. You know, again, we're talking about a 60-point over-under. Implied point total for KC alone is 28 points. Yep. So they're going to put points on the board. I expect New England to to really try and take the big play away from Hill and to try and take Kelsey out, which should allow Watkins to have a lot of one-on-one coverage all game. And he could beat a lot of that. So, you know, I, I think Watkins is a seriously good play in this one just because New England tries to take away the two better playmakers. When you look at New England's uh, wide receiving group, uh, Jim, I, I'm talking about when it's, it's Sony Michelle, it's James White, it's Edelman, and Gronk, and that to me, I have no interest in anything else. 
It's the any. It's the yeah, no, off. I mean, well, you you could take. Hey, look against this defense, you could take a flyer on Gordon. Uh, okay, he's not going to yeah. get many opportunities, but he'll. You know, there, there's always an opportunity for him to get a big play and score, uh, because you know that's why they brought him over to get those big plays, get somebody else to give some some other red zone threat to the team. So, you know, there's always that threat. If you're really in a bind, then I think Gordon could be a, a, a you know, a, a decent flex play. But, you know, I, it really would come down to what other options I have. Here, here, I'll give you a guy right now, not from this game, but a guy that, you know, if people are sleeping on, I think is a great play this week, and that's Blau Powell. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like you know, that. Froel is hurt. Yeah, he's not looking good. He may not even play at this point. He may still play, but he's banged up, so who knows how much. I expect the, the Jets to get Powell involved early and often, try and keep luck off the field. And, you know, Indi- Indianapolis has not been very good against running backs, especially pass-catching running backs. So I like Bilal Powell to put up a big week this week. Jets lane two and a half at that one, Jim. Can they do it back-to-back weeks at home? No, I, I think actually I think Indianapolis takes this game because let, let's face it, I think Luck is just going to throw and throw and throw, even if he has to throw another 60 times. And I just don't know if the Jets can hold up over, under 60 throws. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. This is a different situation than Case Keenum coming across the country. So I do think that um, – and then you got a, a player more familiar. So I do think – I just I just – I would have been for certain on Indianapolis in this game if they had T.Y. Hilton – Without T.Y., it makes it a little bit closer, but I do think that the Colts can pull this one out or at least cover that two and a half. I would like it at three it, and it, a can half. I throw a couple of crazy, can I throw a couple of crazy stats at you that I found? You're more than welcome to. Okay, since ni- 2008, you know who the winningest QB is in Cleveland Stadium? Mm, ben Roethlisberger? How about Joe Flacco? Okay. He's 8-1 and one in Cleveland. That's two more wins than any Cleveland quarterback has during that time frame. That's Brian wild. Hoyer leads that list with six. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then here, here's another one. It's just nuts that these people have time to figure all this crap out. But since week nine of last season, Marshawn Lynch has been one of the most productive running backs in the league. He's second most in rushing yards with 956. He's tied for fifth with most rushing TDs for eight. And he's third in most rushing first downs with 49. Yeah, now nah, he's getting it done. Beast Mode is getting it done. He started off slow last year, but he's got that thing rolling. Man, it's so crazy. He wanted to get rid of he wanted to get away from Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll so bad, he took a year off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he came back for his hometown team and he's getting it done. And this weekend he goes across the pond. Uh Jim, another interesting one on the card this week is the uh Chargers and the Browns. The Browns actually laying a point at home uh, against the against the Chargers. Are we getting carried away with the Browns now? Well, it, it, is it a point? Because the last I saw it was a point and a half. I'm looking at a point. Um, I'm, on, I'm, on the FD, I'm on the FanDuel book right now, so it might be different what you're looking at. I'm looking at I'm looking at okay. Cleveland's a one-point favorite in this, in this joint. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's one thing we do know is different books give different prices. So, yeah. you know, if you are out there betting, it, it's good to look around and see what's out there. Figure out who you like and go see if somebody else is giving you a more favorable line. Yep. Definitely something you should be always doing. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Mayfield's playing well. Cleveland's playing well. They're 2-2-1 two, two and one now. Two wins. I mean, crap, they should have had four wins by now. They're playing good football. Their defense is playing pretty well, especially against opposing quarterbacks. Um, you know, it, it's weird. They're, 
12th against opposing quarterbacks, but 25th against opposing wide receivers. So they're stopping the quarterbacks, but the wide receivers are still scoring. It's kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> you just don't see that combination too often. But, you know, they're, they're playing better, and I expect them to play better at home. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Chargers have, have a lot of weapons. Tough to stop. Uh, is it? I don't know if I would bet this game. To be honest, I wouldn't. In all either. honesty, yeah. I don't think I, I would stay away. Yeah, from this it. is too tight for me. Yeah, it's right, right on that cusp for me. That uh, you know, I could see the Chargers winning by a point or two, and really making this a, a tough draw either way. Browns wide receiver not named Jarvis Landry, who can be in the starting lineup in the twelve-team league, Jim. Ooh, not a single one. Um, <laughs> Don't like them. Well, uh, it's hard to say that, though. Nice matchup. Chargers, definitely, they've given up nine passing touchdowns to wide receivers so far in a year. So, definitely a nice matchup. Uh, you know, it, it's Richard Matthews, uh, not Matthews. Higgins. Uh, Higgins uh, does, is, is hurt. Not sure he's going to yeah. play. I haven't seen any updated news on whether or not he's fully practicing today. That'll come to play. If he's playing and fully practicing today and tomorrow, then I think I would take a shot on him. I just don't think they have the confidence in Callaway right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think you see a heavy workload this week for Jarvis Landry. Do you think Duke Johnson gets in the mix, Jim? Uh, man, I, I really wish they would. I mean, man, he, he's such a good ball player for them. You know, such a good guy to have in the open field and makes plays that way. But it's so hard to trust. I think David Njoko is a good play in this one. I like Even Njoku. though, you know, Chargers have been pretty good against tight ends. But I think Njoku is going to get a, a, a lot of targets in this game. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller may have played on our same high school football team. May have been on, in the backfield together. That's just a tidbit. Damn, that must have been fun to watch. Back then. <laughs> yeah, back then. <laughs> Not so much right now. Not for Lamar Miller or the Houston, Texas. 844-843-6879. Jesse is in New Jersey. What up, Jesse? Goon Squad, what up? Goon Squad. Good. Yo, 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 what's good, Jesse? Goon Toba. Hey, Jesse, you ride New Jersey Transit, son? Uh, Not, not usually, no. And it took me to get from Penn Station to the Meadowlands yesterday, two and a half hours. Disaster. Yeah, New Jersey trans is horrible, dog. Son, disaster. You got to go sit on that train, deal with all of that foolishness to go watch a one in five football team. Can you imagine that? I don't even know what to <laughs> That's just terrible. What you got, Jesse? I got a flex question real quick. Should I start? Should I go with the Corey Parsons lineup? Oh, the two tight ends. Great? Put in Cameron Bray to, to with, with uh, Gronkowski and take out John Brown on my flex or leave John Brown on? Ooh, I really want to Leave John Brown on. This yeah, is, this, no, look, I, I Corey Paulson offense, I, I Jim. Still... The 12 personnel right here. Make America <laughs> Brayton Gronk. It really don't get much better than this, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but there's still a chance that O.J. Howard plays in this, so that definitely adds to the confusion True. for Bray. I know that Winston and Bray had that matchup you know, last year, and they were doing well. But O.J. Howard was the favored one before Winston came back. I think that just muddies up the waters a little bit too much. Look, you're saying the same thing for D.J.X. You expect him to have a good game, even though he didn't have a good connection with Winston last year. So, you know, it's really – it's hard to say which one of these guys really does come out on top. John Brown is pretty much scoring almost every week. How do you take him out? Yeah, I got I to gotta go with that. Listen, and I'm – the biggest, you know, John Brown was like Lamar Miller to me, um, and like uh, yeah, he's missed targets, right? 
Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John Brown, long time Mr. August, John Brown. Him and Brashad Perriman. But JB, I got fr- <laughs> I can't front. John Brown is getting it done this year. So as more he continues to get it done, I think he gets uh listen, people don't really score on Tennessee, and Tennessee plays well at home. But I think Baltimore coming off that loss last week and they're laying two and a half this week. I think the Ravens get it done. So I would go ahead and throw John Brown out there. He's doing a better job than Michael Crabtree. I would say he's number one target in that passing game. So I would go John Brown. Uh, Jesse, holla at your boy. 844 843. All right, good looking out, fellas. Oh, man, holla at you. Uh, Jim, you were about to say, I saw you said in the chat that you was going to mention something. You had something you wanted to get off your chest? No, no, not that I want to get off the chest. Uh, I'm trying to see who said it because I want to give him props. But uh, they told us that, uh, oh, here it is. Joseph Temple said that Rashad Higgins is out for okay. this game. There you go. So, you know, Callaway is going to get a shot. But, man, I don't know if I can trust him. If I got a lineup where I'm starting Aaron Jones this week. Should, should I be – Should I, would, I, would, I be, would I be sleeping well on Saturday night? You can't pick up Kyle Chusek? Nah, I'm, I'm, oh, I missed him. No, you know what, son? He was already owned in this league. I was like, son of a gun. Yeah. Yep, somebody was. Man, that's tough. Um, it, it's so hard that, you know, and look, Aaron Jones has the playmaking ability to hit a big play at any time. But with the limited amount of touches he's getting, it's so much harder to get done. You know, it, uh, it, it's so hard to count on him from week to week. If you don't really have a choice, then you don't have a choice. Uh, and this is one of the things, people just don't get this. And I, I got to point this out. Look. People, if you're trying to make a, a lineup decision on a Thursday night, don't ever, 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 ever put a player in your flex on Thursday night. Just don't do it. You take away all your flexibility on Sunday. If you started, let's say I, I had one guy I had to talk about this with last night. He started clementing his flex because he had Cook in his starting running back position. I said, well, that's stupid, and I'll tell you why. Because, look, if Cook is not able to go, come Sunday for whatever reason, then you have to put in another running back of some kind, whatever you have. If he had put Clement in as the running back too and Cook in the flex, if Cook can't go, then he could start any other position in the flex. Yep. It really limits you people. Don't start flexes on Thursday nights. It is not a smart idea. And you know what, Jim, and I've been uh, adhering to this for many years now in fantasy football, but last night between going home and taking a nap Getting up and, you know, doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Headed back down here and going out to MetLife Stadium. I had a league that I had forgot about and left unattended. One of my more important leagues. I ran in here. The first thing I did was set some lineups. And I thought to myself, oh, God, I forgot to set this one particular lineup. So I'm, like, thinking to myself, I hope I got Corey Clement in the lineup because I know I'm going to need him this week, right? So when I got back uptown last night, the first thing I did, I was logged on. I checked that league. I had Corey Clement in the lineup, son, but he was in my flex spot. And I'm like, oh, no. Now, it just so happens, I have Jordan Howard on that team who I'm going to play. Now, the, the choice was between, you know, start. I'm have, not choice now because I tied up my flex. So I can't do, you know, now I have to play Aaron Jones. But this league does have a Friday night waiver run, Jim, right? And guess who's on the waiver wire? Oh, there you go. Guess on the waiver wire. Uh, Edo Smith. Edo Smith and Kyle Juszczyk. Ooh, I th- oh, man. I, I think I – is it a PPR league? Yeah, it is a PPR league. You, I, you're like a PPR. I wouldn't be in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, I, I think I take the shot on Juszczyk more. I mean, I, I just think he's going to get a, a lot of passing attempts in this one. 
Interesting. Uh, you know, well, okay, wait, let me temper that because now they're saying that Breida might have a shot to play, uh, which would really screw that up. Well, I so have Breida really on this team. So I have Breida on this team, so it's like I might as well prioritize it with Juice Check first because I have Breida already. That I would do. I would absolutely 100% do it. It makes much more sense for you to have both of those backs cover each and every week, depending on which one is playing. 844-843-6879. I'm trying to squeeze in our last phone call of the week before we get out of here. Let me get – ah, he, and he just dropped, so we don't have to worry about that. So there you go. What you got, <laughs> what you got planned for the weekend, Jim? Uh, just talking football pretty much all week, okay, just like you. Tomorrow. Through- well, tomorrow I don't have to talk yeah, football. Yeah, three tomorrow. hours tomorrow. Yeah, I don't have to talk yeah. football tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I like working with Joe. Joe's, uh, Joe's, Joe's the, the guy. He's very yeah. knowledgeable, yeah. So we have a lot of fun on Saturdays. And then, of course, the two hours Sunday morning with Mike and uh, with Scott and then two hours Sunday night with Scott. So I'll be talking a lot of football this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You catch Jim Day tomorrow morning at 1. Tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, after the college, after after Gabe Lisi and Rich Sermonello do um, college football today at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You get uh, Jim Day and Joe Galena on um, Fantasy Foot Fantasy Weekend Update, so you check that out. You have the phone lines open on that one. You can call in, get your lineup questions, and then, of course, we'll be back Sunday morning beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and we'll take you all the way really through 9, 9 o'clock um, Sunday night. And shout-out to everybody, Goon Squad members, Rageaholics that uh, come through the Fantasy Football Game Day Live. You know, I know games is going on, people got the red zone flowing, but – it's a pretty good group that are sitting there and watch the games with us, and we have a good time. My man Sean Engel hitting the touchdown sounder. You know what I'm saying? So shout-out to everybody that comes through for that. And if you haven't checked us out yet on Sunday while you're watching the games, you know what I mean? Just crack open the cold one. You got the TV on, and then you can chill out with the Goon Squad, and we get that done. And it is Goon Toe, where you know what the goal is, to go undefeated. And, oh, God, who is this? And oh, Jesus Christ, that's the woman... <laughs> it's, it never stops, Jim. Uh, it's Somebody Jesus Christ, that, no, guy, no, that guy from the... Uh... No, it's not. Not, not. not the dude that was in here with the Power Rangers the other night. I knew you had a thing for long-haired dudes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll get that done a little bit later on. All right, so yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to go undefeated in Goontoba. That's the goal right there. NC Football Frenzy. We are done for the weekend for my man Chris Ventra. Fancy Tash, Jim Day. Shout out to everybody on the 4th floor. Fantasy exec, Goon Squad, we out.